eternal bliss fill your clothing. It's a kind of magic. Watch out for that. Ohaku or Not covers the official handbook of the Marvel Universe Deluxe Edition, an encyclopedia series published from 1985 to 1988 by Marvel Comics. And we cover it with several panelists with little to no knowledge of the Marvel Universe, giving their first impressions of each character, its look, concept, and story. Warning, listener discretion is advised. Ohatmu or Not is a proud member of the Fire & Water Podcast Network. This is your host, Siskoid, and with me today are... Amelie, Isabel, Natalie, Elise, Jose, Shotgun. Karma to Kazar. Karma. This will sound pretty dated now, but Shan Koi Man is a South Vietnamese refugee and a mutant who, like her twin brother, Tran, had the power to take over the minds of people and animals, in some way dividing her attention over her own body and the controlled body. Though her brother went to work for their criminal uncle, Karma, the name she chose for herself, instead accepted Professor X's invitation to study at his school for gifted youngsters and even worked as his administrative assistant there. She was also a member of the New Mutants, thus the uniform. Karma is a determined young woman who has experienced more than her share of tragedy, like the violent loss of her parents. She is self-sufficient, and prefers not to burden her friends with her troubles. She's mature and level-headed, but can be very vicious and deadly when enraged or cornered. Pictured taking possession of Spider-Man, the Viper, an Asgardian, a henchman, and her uncle. I feel like that's my hair. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it's basically you, but when you had bangs. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Who's the green lady she's taking possession of? Viper. Because I'm loving her. It's not the first time you've loved her. You've loved her before. (laughs) We will love her again. (laughs) Me specifically or everyone? You guys, you've seen her under Hydra probably because she was Madame Hydra for a while. Oh, Oh, yeah, we did love her. Viper will turn up in the Vs. I can't even make a joke about how long it'll be because I'm just over longness in general. (laughs) (laughs) I've been alone too long. I have to say, I I do like this costume, because of course it's kind of like your standard X-Men kind of vibe, but there is some differences to it, and I like it. I can't get over how petite she is. She has the tiniest feet! Ankles and feet and arms. (laughs) It's not even that the feet are small, it's that they're thin. They yeah, it's thin. what's up with those feet? I, I noticed them, and now my brain has exploded. <laughs> yeah, she is drawn to way too frail. I don't know. It's it's not even like normally built. It, like, it's look just, at the arms. Her I, arms are very small. They're noodles. I still can't get over the feet. It's just I don't. They're the same width of the entire leg that is also very small. I don't. Oh, Jesus. I mean, that's how tall is she? She's 5'4", 90 pounds. Oh my god! 90 pounds! <laughs> so she's okay. supposed to be a very small teenager. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I mean, she's that... a teenager. Okay, well that's a little better. But yeah. I'm still alarmed. Oh man, her feet are just badly drawn. I'm sorry, that's just <laughs> badly drawn. I have a question about her personality. <laughs> no, that's my branding, Elise. <laughs> Is she a bitch? Oh... Uh... 
Bravo. I get it. I would hate that name, though. I don't like her. I find her name silly. Karma. Well, there's one thing with mutants and with the X-Men titles is that very often they will pick names that have nothing to do with their power set or... What's her power again? I forget. It's all over the pages. <laughs> She's control- yeah, but it just looks like beams. Yeah. Like, what it's does just- that mean? <laughs> it's controlling others. She mind controls them. So, yeah. like, if someone's an asshole, she'll mind control him to stub his toe. Because karma's a bitch, right? <laughs> That's how you would use the power release? That's how it makes sense. <laughs> I mean, I'd, I'd be cool with that power, though. I probably just wouldn't use it. Yeah, I don't think I want that. I don't don't want to, like, control the person. Oh, and then I would just talk myself out of it. (laughs) Like, I'm exhausted just controlling myself every day. Can't imagine controlling someone else, too. What if she met you and she could control you and then you'd have a break? That'd be awesome. (laughs) 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 I mean, I've got her number. What is her range of power? Like, how far? Like, eight feet? Ten feet? Closer? Like, could I control pe- my clients over the phone for them to not call ever again? No, it looks like it's line of sight. Not <laughs> uh, lame. How long not does useful. it last? As long as she concentrates. So, it- so oh. if you break her concentration, she 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 loses it. It's yeah, and basically, it's like she's using people as puppets. Are squirrels her mortal enemy? Why? <laughs> because they're distracting. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I was just sitting here trying to make like a nut pun or something with karma. I was like, squirrel, karma, squirrel. Karma academian? <laughs> okay. Yeah, that works. That works. Approved. Does it hurt? Because the face of her uncle, I'm assuming that's her uncle. I think it is anyway. It, that looks like it hurts. Or at it's, least very surprising. Yeah, it must be at least distressing. <laughs> Wait, do people know they're being controlled? Yeah. Oh. Like, oh. Spider-Man looks like if he's like, oh no! Yeah, he's not having a good time. Because I would have no. used it in, like, embarrassing situations. Like, if I fall and then I, people around me, I would mind control them into Falling not having too? seen that. <laughs> or thinking I'm totally cool. Yeah, yeah and she doesn't change minds. She controls their oh. bodies. See? So you can make them fall so they all look ridiculous yeah. <laughs> with you. Ah, see? Ah. Josie gets it. She it would just... be an amazing gym partner. Right? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, I see what you're saying. Right? <laughs> okay. Because yeah. Yeah, yeah. your willpower is gone. It's been a long time, but your body's still doing it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Probably get injured. Yeah, because you wouldn't have like the mental capacity to identify when it's too much. She'd be a good um, gym trainer. She'd be a good trainer because then she could like show you exactly what the position she has in mind is. Oh, uh, like you're doing that wrong. Do it like that. <laughs> that makes sense. Or like you can muscle memory it. Yeah, yeah. or like a choreographer. Or I want like- her as a friend so we can cheat on tests. <laughs> like it would be so useful be like How? well it depends if she's smart yeah if she knows the answer I presume she okay. is <laughs> if she's not well I won't be friends with her <laughs> well it's I a compliment flattered. apparently we're intelligent okay 
I just want to point out that she definitely is suffering from crotch arrow in in this outfit. The crotch arrow strikes again. You know, I've never actually like thought about this about the logo before, but on her, it looks like a screw. (laughs) (laughs) Oh wow! I think it's because it's slightly off-centered. Like something in my brain makes me want to like turn it, like to screw it into place. Yeah, that's OCD. (laughs) But is she actually like fun, or she just like like depressed? Because of her past. Well, she prefers not to burden you with that. And so. she's you. She's basically you. <laughs> she's level-headed. She doesn't talk to people about her problems, but she can really be fired up when she's mad. She's you. And, and she's Professor X's administrative assistant, so she's well oh. organized. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, a lot of it. I, I was like, oh, I relate to that. And I think it's because we're basically the same. Me and Isabel, <laughs> as sisters, well, we have a lot of similar traits. Because I, I agree. I'm, I'm going to take that as a compliment. <laughs> yeah, but I, no, it's... I became this without the, all of the trauma. So <laughs> That's a bonus. There's always a couple of friends in the group that suppress all the emotions and just listen to others. I am not that friend. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, guys. It's okay. That's why we're here. (laughs) Is karma hot or not? I have a question beforehand. (laughs) Is it about personality? No, it's about the color of the beam. Why does it change color? Like, if it's yellow, is it like, act like, ooh, I'm going to play with your arms. Yellow beam. (laughs) (laughs) But if it's the mine, it's like the magenta. But then there's blue. Yeah, that's yeah. really odd. Blue is for the legs. Yellow is for the arms. <laughs> I believe these beams are actually invisible. Oh. So we're seeing them. This is like a special effect for the reader. The colors are just what what is the best color for this paddle composition and thus artistic license. That's yeah, a so boring answer. You don't want a blue but- beam on a blue background. <laughs> <laughs> if we can't see them... Like, no one can see them, and they're just a courtesy. Why did they choose to make them look like cogs? They are like cogs. Yeah. They really are. I don't like it. Maybe it's like a metaphor for, like, playing with your brain. Like, you're just like like Mechanical. a clock analogy. Yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's still supposed to tell you that's what's going on. If you're reading X-Men comics, you're going to see stuff around people's heads because telepathy and telekinesis are all invisible, but you want to make it dynamic, and they can't all look the same because they're not the same power, right? We need a visual cue. I feel like you've just described comics, you know, because it's cool. (laughs) (laughs) And it all works with visual cues. Yes. Is karma hot or not? I think so. I'm honestly yes. kind of underwhelmed. I'm not very whelmed. <laughs> yeah, I think like she's she's not like like she won't be my Halloween costume next year. Oh yeah, I kind of she's feel the pretty same. average. Yeah, it's like sure, you know, I'm not okay. against it, but I'm That's not a, excited. Yeah, I'm not disappointed. I'm not thrilled, but you know, she's all right. She feels huh. like that girl who sits in the back of the class and you forget and. You remember that existed when you go to your 10th year reunion. That was me. <laughs> <laughs> that was me. 
So, so really, karma is all of us in some way, <laughs> shape, or form. We're yeah. all bitches. I can't even decide if I like her powers in the sense that, like, like what does she do? Like, okay, like I've got control over you. Does- well, if someone's attacking you, Isabel, she could help you by making them stop attacking you and hitting themselves again instead. And then she'd be like, why are you hitting yourself? Why are you hitting yourself? Really okay, is not I agree that that's fun. <laughs> I, I like the hair. Uh, I like the costume. It's the classic one. And I think it fits her, even though she, I don't like the fact that she's a human noodle. But... I still think she's hot. It says here that uh, when she escaped from Vietnam, she became very malnourished. At least there's a reason. It's not just like, I don't understand a female body. Well, in fact, it's very atypical of comics, the fact that she's so slim. Yeah, because she doesn't really have, like, breasts to speak of. She's or, like, just kind of curves, yeah. Yeah, That's she's true. very flat. I hadn't really taken that in, really, but... It's one of the first female characters that we see that doesn't really have a chest that much. And she's a teenager, so I guess it makes... Yeah, when you look at the blue beam, blue oh, beam yeah. panel, oh. it, looks like, it looks like she has a lot more breasts right there. So maybe Not she true. just grew up a bit. Is she older there, or they just, like, decided? She, she looks older in the other panels than the main one, just in general. The haircut, I think. Yeah, the hair's more sophisticated. Except in the one with the stairs, she has long hair. Mm-hmm. And she's also not an X-Men. That's true. Ooh. Traitor. Does it hurt when she uses her powers? For her, I mean? Because her face is very, like, a painful face when she uses the power. Maybe it depends on the person she's attacking with it. Like, if they're strong-willed, it would be harder for her to control them. That seems right. Maybe, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so it looks like she's having like a tug of war with Viper, mm-hmm. yeah. for example. Yeah, Viper wants to shoot her, but she's trying to, to make her shoot in the air, and they're struggling, and ah. Oh, this is hot. interesting. When she takes control of a host body, and if she's there too long, she starts to absorb the person's personality. Oh, um, oh. and they're huh. so her consciousness would start to think and behave as her host would. That's I will scary. not make her be my gym partner, that poor girl. <laughs> That's a little bit scary. She can possess more than one person at a time. Ooh. Oh. That sounds... Scary. Confusing and scary. But her control over several bodies is fragmented as she shifts attention from one to another. No multitasking. <laughs> Seems complicated. Well, multitasking is a myth, they say. Oh, it's I just know. dividing oh, your attention. Oh, it is. It is BS. Anyways. Karnak, priest and philosopher in Black Bolt's Inhuman Court. Karnak, the Shatterer, is an Inhuman who was not exposed to the Terrigen Mists. See, his older brother Triton was transformed into a scaly fish dude, so his parents (laughs) decided to raise their second son without a mutation. 
He was instead enrolled in his father's religious seminary, where he trained in various physical and mental disciplines. He does have superpowers derived from those studies. First, Karnak is in peak in well, not human shape, in peak in human shape, which means he's faster, stronger, tougher, and more flexible than even Captain America. Second, in humans have a, a higher peak than humans do. Second, he has toughened every striking surface on his body, especially his hands, so that he can shatter wood, cinder block, even some metals. And finally, he has the extrasensory ability to perceive stress points and weaknesses in objects and people, so he knows exactly where to hit something to make it fall apart, or someone to render them unconscious. Karnak is one of the quietest and most thoughtful in humans. He approaches problems in a scholarly and efficient way. He's pictured breaking a stone column. Uh, so you've heard of fingerless gloves. <laughs> now let's hear it for gloveless gloves. <laughs> I think it's, it's it's just to hold the the wrist things. Yeah, probably. Yes, or maybe but... it's just that because he's hardened his hands so much that he can't find a pair of gloves that will sustain it. It's funnier to me to imagine that he just gets really cold in the palm of his hand. <laughs> <laughs> his position is just so crotch forward. <laughs> oh yeah, that loincloth, thank God it's there. If oh, yeah. I zoom in on him, I feel Where? like he's say like on his face. Okay. And with a bit of the crotch, I feel like he's saying, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the mustache. Oh, 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 voilà ma baguette. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the mustache. That does it. Is That's it a French. mustache? Yeah, he's, he's got a bit of a um, Batrock kind of look going. Oh, I thought For- it was like the crease around his nose, but is that a mustache? Wow, that's even worse. For me, it kind of feels like Orlando Bloom in the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Oh, God, you're <laughs> right. Wow, yeah. <laughs> I gotta say, though, while I'm zoomed in like this, I look down a bit, and his six-pack is hella sexy. Oh. <laughs> Why is he wearing such a big hat? It's <laughs> a religious thing, I suspect. I feel like, the like I feel like he looks like one of those uh, awkward geeks that like film videos them themselves very <laughs> intensely fighting with lightsabers. Yeah, he's <laughs> larping right now. He's just larping in a field. Yeah, like he's he, and he takes himself very seriously. <laughs> I have a question. Yes. When and in, yes, Josie, you're gonna answer my question. <laughs> I will try. And um, when an inhuman does not go through pterogenesis, are they um, discriminated against in a way? No, I don't think so. When we talked about the inhumans, I seem to remember that we said that they, they had like sort of a egalitarian society. So this is a choice that you could, you had that choice. So no matter what, you have the choice of developing like powers gen- or not. Yeah. Huh. That's guess- an interesting gamble. But, I mean, he just ended up with powers anyways, basically, through sheer hard work. It's because he's awesome. But that is a better option than being a fish. <laughs> it's his brother. Will we see him? Yes. Yes! <laughs> I just want to point out that I don't like the name. Karnak? No. It it sounds very alien. I'll give him that. But it's too harsh. Like- I yeah, feel like you were, if someone was going to make up a villain in a, like... 
sci-fi story, mm-hmm. the first thing anyone would say would be Karnak. Yeah. <laughs> See, I read it with a Russian accent. Where it's like, Karnak. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. It's still so harsh. I, it, it startles me. Can we call him Kayak? <laughs> I, I prefer that, yeah. Kayak! <laughs> Especially with the Shatterer afterwards. Yeah. yeah. That's just impossible. That's the exact combination of sounds that I have trouble saying in English. Shatterer. Mm. <laughs> I feel like I, I don't often hate an entire suit. <laughs> <laughs> but this but, is the day. Yeah, this is the day. I, there's nothing good about it. Like, other I, than the abs. He's got good abs. He's got good thighs. But that's the not thighs. part of I um, like, it's surprising because I kind of like it. I it's the hat. It's the damn hat. Yeah. I know. Yeah. It looks Silly. like he's going to be a horse jockey or something. Why do they have big hats? Uh, Aerodynamic. I honestly think it's the Pope <laughs> thing. <laughs> honestly, me, it's not the loincloth. It's not the hat. It's the butt cape. What the fuck is that? Uh, it's the other it side of the loincloth. I don't care. It's stupid. <laughs> you could just have a front loin. <laughs> it's a back loin. <laughs> like, is it just me that's imagining like his penis as long as the, the <laughs> <laughs> I had a thought. Uh, that's, that's terrifying. Yeah, I was gonna say yes, it's just you because that's horrifying, and you should do that. Well, if I can just imagine nice things and not horrifying things, what's the point? <laughs> I do like the colors of this, though. It feels very like. I'm going to a yoga studio and then picking up some smoothie on the way home towards the park or whatever, you know? Like, <laughs> Is he like some hippie going to yoga and like the suit underneath is too tight so he has to put something on top? Oh uh, yeah, kind of like when people wear like leggings with shorts on top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys? Yeah. It's, it's not a hat. Yeah, that's what I just found out too. No. Like his head? <laughs> it's his yeah. head. He has an unnaturally large oh. cranium in proportion oh. to his body oh. size. Oh, oh that no. At and least it explained that. <laughs> is it? Is it because he's so smart? Sure. Yeah. I don't like it. <laughs> now it now it makes me think of the dinosaurs that like have really hard heads and would hit each other, mm. which makes him look even stupider. I just well, like he, this. He is the shatterer. <laughs> I know. He things with his head. I, I still wish we like... could see his hair though. Maybe he doesn't have hair. Maybe it's just like a huge bulbous situation. <laughs> no, they're they're black apparently. <laughs> black hair, blue eyes. Great like combo. Do you think it's covered? Like, do you think the whole bulbous situation is hair? (laughs) 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 Like, just on the very top of the the head, there's hair, and then there's, like, a really long forehead situation. Oh, my God. I like to think he has a really big and long, like, mushroom bowl cut (laughs) all around his head. I hate all of it. Like, I used to like that he was strong and smart. I can't get over his big head. I I think there are versions of the stories where his power to detect weaknesses isn't just like micro cracks or whatever. He knows your weakness, your your psychological weakness as well. That's That's what I hate in a man. (laughs) 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 Only I must know my psychological weaknesses. <laughs> so is my favorite inhuman hot or not? <laughs> there we go. 
I'm sorry, Mike. <laughs> Someone should make a compilation of us trashing all of your favorite characters. <laughs> we need a reason. Like, explain this to us. Come on, he's the kung fu guy of the bunch. I mean, and you look at him. I like the look. Also, I gotta say, in humans, the bar isn't set too high. <laughs> you know, it's like okay, mm. fair. So you're doing this for Halloween? <laughs> as soon as I get the abs. Okay. I, I have half a basketball you can use for your head. <laughs> I think if you stand like that for long enough, you'll get thighs and abs like that. Mm. Oh, for yeah. sure. True. That's actually a whole workout routine. <laughs> Does anyone think Karnak is hot or did he get a like a total not? No, I'm I'm voting hot. I'm gonna say like lukewarm for me. I don't hate it, but I don't love it either. It's just fine. For me it's a big fat fuck no. <laughs> I think hot. I think I could learn to embrace his big ass head. <laughs> <laughs> because I like his personality and I like that he values intelligence and knowledge. I do not like that he'd be able to call me out on my bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> it is sometimes necessary, but also it's very infuriating when someone is right. <laughs> In general. <laughs> I would be I would be scared that he would like become really angry and then punch a wall and just destroy my house. I like his character, like the thought of his character. I think it's he has a good work ethic. I like that he's smart and stuff like that too. I kind of wish that his costume was more colorful. It kind of looks like it's sort of like like a copy, like a black and white copy of the costume instead of the actual costume. I don't know if colors would help. The Zoro mask does help, though. (laughs) His face is very pretty. Yeah, absolutely. It's It's a a good face. It's a good body. It's a good personality. It's a bad head. (laughs) (laughs) You can't have it all. I mean, you you never want to get in a situation where there's bad head. It's, uh, It's... it's just not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Silence, please. Karnak a chance. Carnilla. Carnilla is the queen of Nornheim, one of the nine realms of Asgardian lore, and one of the most accomplished magic users in the Asgardian dimension. She lives in an ancient castle called the Nornkeep uh, with her servant, the aged sorceress Hag, and troops of demon <laughs> soldiers. She has often proved to be an enemy of Asgard and thus of Thor, in alliance with Loki, who actually fears her power. But she's long been in love with Baldur the Brave, Thor's best friend. And for him, she has helped Asgard at times. Carnilla has been reckless and impulsive in the past, and more than a little self-centered. She may have mellowed thanks to Baldur's love, pictured sitting on a throne backed by fire. (laughs) <laughs> what a life when you talked about reckless and impulsive you were talking about her designing her outfit right because, <laughs> holy crap, no he was talking details. about me wanting to be her isn't it just like a universal truth that as soon as you're a sorceress you're just not into pants <laughs> <laughs> i mean fuck pants yeah call me a sorceress <laughs> <laughs> i just I just feel like like I, there's fishnet, 
there's sheer, there's embroidery, yeah, there's, there's a lot straps, there's fur. Like this would get so panned on Project Runway. This looks like a fierce look that could be on a, a drag show. Like she yeah. looks drag wonderful. Show, yes. Drag oh. shows are over the top. I love it. What's the crotch symbol? The crotch symbol? You mean like the belt? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I can't help seeing the um, like a, an, an emoji that's like with his eyes closed. To me, it felt like a like a Studio Ghibli character. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Would we say that this look is as Van Gard? Wow. Nice. Thank you. (laughs) I I like like it it. a lot. Like it's very weird. There's a lot happening, but it's good. (laughs) I'm gonna say what everyone is thinking and not saying out loud. Is that her clothes? Or her pubic hair. <laughs> oh, wow. I, I was, was not, not even thinking, thinking that. that Nobody all. was thinking that, Shotgun. <laughs> like the listeners about, were. I was just about to say that the fur around the crotch is a weird choice. Yes. Because no one or... wants extra heat around your crotch. That's not really <laughs> a thing. Mm-hmm. No. Oh, my God. <laughs> Bad choice. I would like a temperate crotch. <laughs> it's it's that stays warm no matter what. <laughs> but, I mean, it's the same color as her hair. Yeah. Uh, I, I understand. <laughs> Is her boots, like, metal? At least, no. like, shiny. That's painful to walk in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, I can't imagine that costume being anything but not uncomfortable. Oh, yeah, it looks... The heels, the fur, the fishnets. That crown itself must be heavy. She's wearing it with so much confidence that it just it just sells it completely. It got- almost looks like she's wearing like a metal bra underneath it, you know, and yeah. you can see part of it. Oh, and it yeah. connects to her neck. That's kind of how I'm imagining it. Uh, I imagined it like a necklace and just like straps part of the top. Yeah, that was like the top in place. But yeah, it could be the bra. Yeah, I like the idea as well. There's a good chance that that fishnet is not fishnet. It's chainmail. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh yes. Mm, I like it even more. So could it be like that's her fighting outfit, and then there's the regal robe sure. when she's. <laughs> The regal robe of lounging. (laughs) (laughs) She kind of has the energy of the villain in uh, the Power Rangers. Oh, fuck yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) Oh, God, yeah. She kind of looks like a Chinese dragon. I love her. Lady is is ridiculous, guys. It's not good. What's not good? The Power Rangers villain is ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) I would not want to be compared to her. (laughs) No, she's cooler. She's cooler. She just has the same aesthetic. (laughs) Counterpoint, did you notice her eyes are purple? Oh, Oh, that's sexy. Let me zoom in. Can't quite see it. (laughs) in the description. I have I know. a question for Mike. <laughs> like, in the past, we've talked about, like, how certain characters aren't used that much because there's just so much detail to their costume that no one wants to draw them. Was this, like, an issue for her at all? Because there's a lot going on here. I think with Carnilla, you can see it here. There isn't 
a costume. She dresses for whatever occasion. So it's not, uh, she's okay. a queen. She's never going to wear the same thing twice. <laughs> That's a <laughs> That's great right. way around it. <laughs> Superb. What's the staff? Like, look at the staff. It it's looks like he hires a paper mache <laughs> mask on the top. It looks like a kabuki oh. mask. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I see a lobster somehow. <laughs> <laughs> What's that uh, That villain in uh, Powerpuff Girls? The devil? Is yeah, it called him? His Infernal Majesty. What does she, like, do all day? Fabulous. Yeah, queen. <laughs> Fabulous. Plot? Like, does she... <laughs> Plot. Plot and dream of that guy. She does not deign to engage in unnecessary physical activities. Yeah, she, that. She's a schemer. She's she's more of a manipulator from behind the I scenes. Don't, I don't I mean, like that. In I that outfit? Like, sure. No, I feel like she'd always be like nice to you and then talk smack behind your back. Oh. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that Thor. He pops pills, you know. (laughs) (laughs) So is Carnilla hot or not? Uh, Hell yeah. I I mean, yes. Yes, but I don't like the name. Once again, maybe I just don't like K names, but I do think (laughs) she's really hot. I feel like it sounds too close to just Camilla, which I find very boring. (laughs) Yes, I agree. But that is her real name. Just just call her Camilla. (laughs) That's not royalty enough for me no it's not a real name from afar it kind of looks the rn really looks like it's a just an m mm-hmm. on, on the uh, on the stat sheet real name camilla but it's an r and an n <laughs> but oh. she should that that should be her real name i wish we would pronounce it like the french double l's carnilla yeah i like that more i agree i can't I... help but think of carmina no nope. never seen carmina. Nope. oh well no yeah, the Quebec vampire movie, Carmina, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know what it is. Yeah, it's a good thing, guys. <laughs> She's good at magic, you said? She's the best. <laughs> She's a queen. She's better than Loki, because Loki fears her. So does she just, like, spend her days magicking things? <laughs> I mean, she's got a castle full of demons. Did yeah. she personally de- like create all those demons, and are they also fashionable? I, I doubt they're fashionable. Fashionable demons, fashionable demons, fashionable demons. <laughs> <laughs> Kazar. It's kind of a Tarzan story. (laughs) Kevin Plunder is the eldest son of Lord Plunder, an explorer who discovered (laughs) the Savage Land. Give me a minute. Lord Plunder. (laughs) (laughs) You know when your name spells out your destiny? For Kazar's brother, Plunder did. I think he became the Plunderer or something. But Lord, uh, (laughs) Lord Plunder was an explorer who discovered the Savage Land, a prehistoric jungle in Antarctica and brought his son there to hide from criminals who wanted the secret of his discoveries. Unfortunately, Lord Plunder was killed by a tribe of man-apes, and Kevin was only spared because Zabu, the last of the saber-toothed tigers, attacked the man-apes. They bonded, 
And the local tribes came to call Kevin Kazar, which means son of the tiger. Kazar grew up as the hero of the Savage Land, though sometimes he went to the modern world of his birth, getting married along the way to Shana the She-Devil, who gets her own entry, as does Zabu. Uh, and the Savage Land, come to think of it. Kazar wears a knife, but can use many primitive weapons. He's good at fighting and acrobatics and wilderness survival. He survives by sheer force of will. He tries to act civilized, but given his upbringing, he reverts to savagery when pushed to the limit. He's pictured fighting cavemen uh, with bandages on his head, throwing Zabu around, fighting henchmen of some sort with a shield agent, wrestling an alligator underwater, Uh, and there's a shot of him with uh, Shana and with Zabu and, of course, a close-up. Zabu's also attacking the alligator. Yeah, a, a different alligator. Yeah, in the back, there's like a second oh, alligator. I love oh. those alligators, by the way. I like I Zabu. So this is like the origin of Tarzan. It, it's, it's Tarzan in the Marvel Universe. I'm really, really disappointed that his name is not pronounced Kazar. <laughs> I really, really wanted it to be Kazar. Comics are a silent medium, so as long as he's not in a movie, we don't know what he's gonna, how to pronounce it. I just can't believe he's called Kevin. <laughs> he used to be called Kevin when he was civilized. I hate this dichotomy between civilized and savagery. It's yes, I agree. completely, I really hate it. Mm. Sorry. I also hate that it looks like he got in a fight, even if it was a play fight with Kazoo or Zazu or whatever. Zabu. That, Zabu, <laughs> whatever. And Zabu kind of tore his loincloth to pieces, and then he didn't bother finding another one. <laughs> it is sort of like the swinging loincloth situation like the other guy. Yeah, but it's it's the like the the rips in it, and even the shoes. Like it's just at this, just don't wear shoes, dude. Like there's no point. I feel like if you're gonna not wear anything, why yes. are you wearing boots? If you're naked and you have socks, are you naked? No. I refuse like, to acknowledge that that state of existence is a thing. <laughs> <laughs> If a man is in front of me with only socks on, he automatically disappears from my field of vision. Lord <laughs> doesn't bother me as much as when he's just fighting the agents where it's just a speedo. It just looks like a red speedo. Are you a swimmer? No. Are you Alexandre Parti? No. Get that out. I think he, I think he is a swimmer. <laughs> I mean, the panel underneath shows he's a swimmer. No, no, he's just a wrestler in that. And he's wearing f full pants in that one. Yeah, in that oh. he's wearing full pants. Maybe it's just the same pants that have just become more <laughs> and more destroyed. Patterns. Yeah, exactly. So maybe his boots were attached to his pants. It was like a one-piece boot-pants situation. <laughs> a long time ago. Did he take off his boots and then jump in the ocean to fight this gator? But with pants. <laughs> Took off his boots, put on his swimming pants. <laughs> you, know what, you know it's not practical to swim with? Fucking pants. pants. <laughs> yeah. Okay, my question is, so he has long hair, which I uh, deduce is a consequence of living in the wild. Then why, on the main page, does he have bangs? <laughs> It seems like a lot of trouble for a poor fashion choice. 
You know what? This hair's in my face. <laughs> well, why wouldn't he just cut it all then? Yeah, this hair's in my face. I'm gonna cut it, and then I'll have to cut it every three to four weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, if that's the only thing bothering you about the hair, good for <laughs> you, because I have lots, well, not lots to say, but I hate it so much. It's just Fabio hair. I don't like Fabio hair, like the <laughs> man on a romance novel cover hair. My brother has long blonde hair, so I'm kind of used to it. It bothers me less in the like with in the bottom when he has no bangs, but with the bangs, he's just like a mullet waiting to happen. <laughs> well, on that on that panel with the red background, he looks like styled. Yeah. Like it's- like someone like straightened and curled till it was slightly wavy. Like this is yeah, like my, on, on the cover of a magazine version of him. That that's how my brother looked when he went to my mom's hairdresser that one time. And it's from that one issue where he goes to the city and gets a blowout. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he does spend. There are many stories of him in the city. So at one point they did play Kazar as Tarzan in the urban jungle. Oh. Does that make him more interesting? No. Did Zabu went with him? Yeah, Zabu and Shana oh, were, were still with him. That's more interesting. Yeah, and I only care about Zabu. I feel like that's just the move. Like, that's mm-hmm. always, like, like even, like, the second George of the Jungle is about, like, mm. the urban jungle. Hold on! There's a sequel to George oh, of yeah. the Jungle? Yeah. yeah, and it's not the same girl, no. and it's bad. It's not good. Yeah, it's, it's pretty terrible. Bad? Is it the same man? Yes. Interesting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it is Brendan Fraser, yeah. Is it? Okay. I mean, the first one was my sexual awakening, so I'm very attached <laughs> to that one. Um, <laughs> and there's there's a lot to say about, you know, being barefoot and all that. And I don't know. It's just, it feels more natural. And even I watched Tarzan lately, and I know that, like, when it came out, they made a very big deal when you were what, buying like cassettes during that time, they did like previews of the Disney movies they were creating at that time, and they had taken a bunch of um, videos of people who were surfing and um, skateboarding to like get the feet work down, so that it really looked like he was surfing on the branches and everything. And I feel like that's kind of part of the appeal and of the movement of all that. And I think you're missing that with the boots. I am so yeah. sorry. I was mistaken. It is not Brendan Fraser in the second one. It isn't, right? <gasps> no. It's a what? Christopher Shoreman. Yeah, so oh, it's not really it. worth it. So yeah, let's not watch it. <laughs> yeah, let's not. <laughs> so uh, maybe were you saying that being barefoot in the jungle turns you on? Is this what you're getting? <laughs> so I think that's what I'm getting to, yes. I see okay. what you're saying, though, like, in the sense of, like, it's, he's more connected to nature in that way. He seems more grounded. If yeah. He's, like, barefoot, then he's wearing silly boots. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's just, but, it's, but you see, toes are hard to draw. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You know what also doesn't make you have to draw toes? Tall grass. <laughs> but the lady the lady got- is not wearing any shoes I, who the fuck's mowing the lawn in this jungle <laughs> the sheep yeah just the, the, the jungle sheep, sheep? <laughs> yeah you know those jungle sheep you know what scares me about the, the main picture it's that that one like inner thigh muscle oh, 
That's bulging. Yeah. I don't like that. It's the one that's caving, creating the shadow. It's so scary. Is Kazar hot or not? It's a nod from me. It's not Brendan Fraser. (laughs) I just feel like he's the same as all of those exact kinds of characters. Like, what's the other one? Conan, the barbarian, you see. The barbarian, savage. Yeah, I agree. Stereotype <laughs> of a hierarchical system that I do not condone. See, I think I enjoy him like in an isolated unit where nothing else exists. Um, <laughs> where you don't have to but, think about but, colonialism. Yeah, and it, those issues. In comparison with you know Tarzan and George of the Jungle and all of that, uh, he is inferior. Yeah, it seems like in in that vein, like just kind of lesser media. <laughs> to me. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not gonna say that he's not hot. I think I will. <laughs> like ridiculously buff though. Like like no, he, like wrestler. I feel like a human could be this. It's just not the legs. Like, yeah, yeah. But like if a human, much. if I would meet a human that would look like that as muscular wise, I'd still be like, eh, too much. Oh, I agree. I agree. But it's not like huge, like bulky, like yeah, his arms are the size of 14 people in a row. <laughs> Except that one thigh muscle. <laughs> Except that one. <laughs> Whatever he's doing with that thigh, get there. He's Who flexing knows? it hard. He's doing leg lifts with just one side. Yeah, whatever he's doing with that thigh, he needs to also do with the other. <laughs> he's just doing the Karnak uh, posture. That's yeah. what he's doing. Yeah. Does he, like, speak? Yeah, yeah. No, no, he's, a, he's actually a sophisticated person. I forgot that he was a lord. I guess he's a lord. Lord Kevin! <laughs> lord Kevin has arrived. Lord Plunder, yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, and his brother, which is the plunderer, is named Parnival? Parnival Plunder. What a name. Oh my god. Oh, that's so stupid. They named one child that, and they named the other Kevin? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder who's the favorite. (laughs) George, George, George of the jungle, strong as he can be. Watch out for that tree! George, George, George of the jungle lives a life that's free. Watch out for that tree! Watch out for that tree! So this is the end for issue six, guys. Oh my god, what? What's happening? We're we're done with issue six. It was... Is it really just six? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> six is a lot We're of the case. yeah six was human torch to kazar and uh <laughs> well this gives us a chance to look at the cover and see if our you know what our favorites were or whatever this time i've really outdone myself and i've put like the names of the characters oh on wow. it so that wow. you know oh my god that's easier to navigate instead of saying this guy this purple guy uh, and uh, also, I listed the ones not pictured because John Byrne really didn't want to put like the people in civilian Aww. clothes. There's no J. Jonah Jameson. There's no uh. Madison Jeffries or Rick Jones or Jennifer Kale or even Poor Carcass is missing from there. So um, I've listed all of that oh, so that you you get like the full picture. 
That Aww. poor, really damp guy at the front. <laughs> oh, where? Oh, oh, oh my goodness. I really love the tiny Hydra henchmen. Oh my god, yeah, they're so small. I, I, I love the in-betweener right in the front. Just looks like the walk that I do when I'm walking in public and I want no one to talk to me. <laughs> like 10 feet in the air. Yeah. What are <laughs> What are the balloons? Invisible men? I don't remember that. Impossible men and women. Were you not there, Jose? Was it the one episode? Maybe. It's troubling. I don't like those. But right underneath, it's Iron Man. That's nice. Yeah. (laughs) I still think Jack-O-Lantern's the best. Oh, yeah. Jack-O-Lantern is a a favorite of this issue, for sure. Look look at that saucer flying thing. It looks cool. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate how they made Jack of Hearts really tiny so they didn't have to go through all the details of his costume but they yeah. still managed the crotch arrow <laughs> oh, yeah, that, but that's the important bit you can't forget that I, I like that Kang and Immortus are next to one another just hang out. well they're the same person they should be buds. well they're the same person yeah can you Where? hang out with yourself I think Parents? I do I, yeah, he has, I mean right now that's all we're doing <laughs> he has the council of Kangs or whatever I'm I need not, to get a council of eases. I'm not sure that there's a great balance between the the back of the issue and the front of the issue. If you zoom on them individually, the back is very co- colorful and the front is very neutral and yeah, boring. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I do love like the tiny, tiny jester <laughs> <laughs> way in the back. I gotta say that your favorite Inhuman's head doesn't look as big. I already forgot his name. I'm sorry. And also, he's in green. It wasn't green in the other one. It's just a very khaki kind of green, yeah. Skinny on this one, though. Now we know why he was standing that way. (laughs) Because when he doesn't, he just looks lanky. (laughs) Yeah, the thighs aren't as intense. (laughs) I just feel like there's a lot of empty space. Yeah. So many people are not pictured, and there's a lot of space where they could be fitted. Yeah, but they can't weird. put boring civilians with boring clothes and boring looks, but, I but suppose. But the interloper. I don't remember who that is, but yeah, why isn't he there? <laughs> <laughs> isn't that Elise's Yeah, boyfriend? the big, uh, the big right! bear of a man. Oh, uh, yeah. He could have been oh, here. Oh, that guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, my Russian boyfriend? Yeah. yeah, and Carcass, our favorite Carcass. <laughs> <laughs> what he a beautiful a Carcass. All the Carcasses in the world. Yeah. <laughs> he is our favoritist. So you've got all the, the characters there, at least their names. If I go around the table, who was your favorite from this issue? It is. I mean, either the interloper or... The Canadian guy. Madison Jeffries. Yes. I feel like, I feel like this was a good issue for potential boyfriends. <laughs> I mean, he... Was that the, the guy who looked like he came out of the 50s? The... No, that's Rick Jones, I think. I think I liked him it and the was... Canadian guy, too, and Jack-O-Lantern. I think those were my favorites. Rick Jones is the guy who's Hulk's yeah. buddy, yeah. Oh, yeah, I really like that guy. Shotgun? That's my answer. Honestly, um, I don't think there's anyone that really surpassed anyone else. Probably that I'd go for Rick Jones. I just, I just liked him. I liked that it was just sidekick and everything, and he seemed cool. Not Iron Man is my favorite, tied with Spider Man. So obviously, <laughs> kind of. 
Like, obviously Iron Man, but also Jack-o'-lantern. Jose? I would have to go with Iron Man as well and Madison Jeffries. I liked him a lot. Is that it? I mean, I, I did like the people, like the actual people. Like, J. Jonah Jameson was really fun to, to look at. I notoriously have no memory of any heroes that we, or characters we look at. So I'm going to go with that one. <laughs> I really find it cool that you can see that they actually bothered to, like, draw the characters through um, the, the Fantastic Four woman. Invisible lady. Whatever her name is. Woman. See, as stated, I remember nothing. <laughs> But it's cool that you can see, like, other characters through her. That's mm-hmm. a nice touch. Art credits. Karma by Jackson Guise. Karnak by Sandy Plunkett. Carnilla by Walt Simonson. Kazar by Val Mayurik. Batman Nightcast is back with new episodes and a new mission. I'm Ryan Daly. And I'm Chris Franklin. The new Nightcast chronicles the Dark Knight Detective's greatest adventures from our favorite comic book creators. What a novel approach, talking about the comics we actually enjoy. I know, right? Highlights from this bold new era of Batman Nightcast include... The Joker's Laughing Fish. The Saga of Ra's al Ghul. Is that how we're pronouncing it? Yes. Okay. Batman vs. the Man Bat. And the first appearance of villains like Clayface 3 and the Ventriloquist. Plus more great stories by the likes of Steve Englehart and Marshall Rogers. Denny O'Neill and Neil Adams. Alan Grant and Norm frickin' Brayfogle. Irv Novick. Don Newton. Doug Munch. Dick Sprang. Max Allen Collins. No, what? Just messing with you. Wasn't funny. Batman Nightcast, every month from the Fire and Water Podcast Network. Find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and at fireandwaterpodcast.com. Female bag? We're looking at feedback uh, on Juggernaut, Jennifer Kale, Kang, and Carcass. So uh, let's start with uh, Bradley Null. He says, great show. Always a joy. Glad the pandemic didn't stop ya. (laughs) We'll take more on that to stop us. (laughs) On Juggernaut, Captain Entropy says, so it's tough when you're in social distancing and you can't meet to record in person and the biggest draw on the Ohatmu lineup is Juggernaut. But you all made it a great episode anyway. (laughs) Chris Franklin says, I'm with the girls. I never got the appeal of the unstoppable juggernaut. He's pretty one note, in my opinion. When he went up against Spider-Man, that was novel. But him plowing through the X-Men over and over? Meh. (laughs) Uh, Dr. Ange says, I thought for sure there would be a lot of talk about him not stopping and being huge. Perhaps I just get into a naughty place when I listen to this show. <laughs> yeah, I just, like, on that, mm-hmm. um, being huge and not stopping, not necessarily a good thing. I'd rather no. not think of that. He's <laughs> uh, not a pro. He says, I wonder if the girls would like him more if they read the issue where he admits he loves Dazzler's music and wanted her autograph, but she goads him into a brawl. And when he knocks her out, he is all sad that he battled one of his favorite singers. Oh, that is that is sad. That is oh, sad. I hope he dances. Does he dance <laughs> to music? Yeah, when he dances, he's the only one on the dance floor. Uh, Lizanne Oswald says, Juggy does dress like a tool. His helm looks like... No, I won't say it. It's a family podcast. <laughs> Y'all run. 
Since when? (laughs) (laughs) Which family (laughs) do we not remember the floating sack of sperm? (laughs) I told my family never to look for this podcast today. So, so obviously they will. Tim Price says, in my usual backwards way of collecting, I first met Jughead in Amazing Spider-Man number 230, which was an incredible story. And he appeared in Spider-Friends shortly after that. He means uh, Spider-Man and his amazing friends. Which was crazy because the cartoon included one prominent action scene from the comic, so I love that. Then he was in Marvel Team-Up against Spider-Man and the X-Men. So I guess I'm saying, it took a while for me to think of Jug-Jug as an X-Men villain. And I Aww. I agree. All my I, Amazing Spider-Man number two thirty wasn't my first, but all the other ones, it's like every time I saw Juggerhead, uh, Juggernaut, <laughs> it was uh, it wasn't in X Men. That's like when you accidentally like mention the thing on somebody that you're not supposed to mention. <laughs> Just like it's like looking directly at the mole that you know you're not supposed to talk about. <laughs> Jugger mole. So uh, Jennifer Kale on oh, Jennifer Kale. Mike W Saskatchewan says Jennifer Kale dated Deadpool. I thought she was established as a lesbian in the Witches series, but maybe she's bisexual. Either way, she can do better. Then again, Juggernaut ended up <laughs> knocking boots with She-Hulk, so I guess anything's possible. Knocking boots. That's an Why interesting she do euphemism. That? It's, uh, it's used in country songs, I've heard. <laughs> Chris Franklin says, what was the deal with that boomerang thing? Chastity belt? She definitely seems like she stepped off a fantasy painting on a 70s Chevy van. Look for her in mm-hmm. Onward Part 2. Oh. <laughs> no. Yeah. Ange says her outfit reminds me of a line in the movie, The Sure Thing. She has great skin and so much of it. I hope when we reach the <laughs> M section, God. we have some giant-sized man thing talk. She really wants to be hot, doesn't she? But she has that weird blank stare, like she's vapid or kind of stupid. I think she's someone I would notice at a party. Tried to chat up, but two minutes into the conversation, I'd slink away and not come back, because I need more. No, well, I mean, he said he, she she looks dumb, but, like, she's in a library. <laughs> <laughs> she clearly goes there. She she has, like, a card, a membership card to that library. Uh, Rick Heineken says, Eep! I opened up my phone to check on the picture of Jennifer Kale at work. Had to quickly turn it off before I had to answer awkward questions. Gene Hendricks says every time I look at Kale, comma, Jennifer's outfit, it seems like she was drawn topless and the editor took a color form of Valkyrie's bra and pasted it on. It just doesn't seem like it was drawn at the same time as the rest of the image. Agreed. That's why they call him pasties. Tim Price says she is <laughs> definitely an entry in Ohatmu. That's all he says. That's, all he says That's a statement. Okay, I keep staring at her boobs. Stop staring at her boobs. With the, and the V of her, it's troubling me. Stop looking at her crotch. <laughs> Carry on. Her eyes are up there, <laughs> vapid and empty. Okay. <laughs> Let's look at Kang. Chris Franklin says, as a toy guy, I can never disassociate the comic Kang with his Secret Wars action figure counterpart. Infamous among toy collectors as one of the biggest peg warmers of all time. Produced in 1984 and still found rotting, unsold on toy shelves well into the mid-90s in some closeout stores. Maybe it was really a time travel takeover plot by the Council of Kangs populating Toys R Us stores everywhere? <laughs> yeah, nobody wanted that that toy. Oh, that's sad. 
But look at him. I also don't really blame them. (laughs) (laughs) Sad, but I get it. (laughs) You know what would actually really be awesome? If you took, like, Kang's boots and you wore it with, like, the corset, like, the thing that Juggernaut has, and you just wore that together. Jesus. (laughs) If you like stripes. Where am I? Okay, Ange. Ange says, I could talk about Kang till I'm blue in the face. <laughs> Lizanne Oswald says, Marvel should have Matt Smith or Peter Capaldi play him in a movie. Or, if a female Kang, then Michelle Gomez. What? I... It's Doctor Who casting. It's Doctor Who casting. Okay. It is. Tim yeah. Price says, now I can't unsee the crotch arrow. Thank you for this valuable service, Hot Squad. But <laughs> it, it was interesting to hear someone comment, is he wearing a diving helmet? Because the Make Ours Marvel podcast also floated hmm, the thought when they reached <laughs> Kang's first appearance. Thigh-high boots, stretchy sweater, diving helmet. The future's fashions are a little scary. I just kanked. <laughs> <laughs> Rough stuff. Uh, Carcass. Uh, we have Kurt Onstad who says, I had a strong feeling that he was going to end up with a hot it's really heartening to see that a good personality can overcome a less attractive visage. Chris Franklin agrees. He says the ladies never fail to find the inner beauty in these potentially monstrous creatures and the inner a-hole in pretty boys like Angel. <laughs> Keep it coming. <laughs> Ange- yes, it's your it's your anti-productivity uh, COVID message. Uh, just, just be a nice person and we'll love you. Ange <laughs> says again, I love yeah. that the monster falls into the armadillo category of lovable monster. A philosopher, I want to see him in a beret, sipping coffee, and discussing Kant. (laughs) Tim Price says, reminded that he's a philosopher, I also realized that the Dragon Man is now super intelligent, and I'm picturing these two with their reading glasses propped on their noses, sitting outside (laughs) at a French-Canadian cafe discussing science, philosophy, history, poetry, and of course, who's best and worst dressed in the capes and tights world. That's amazing. Love it. What is a French Canadian cafe? Tim Hortons. <laughs> no, that's, that's terrible. They, no, they they deserve better than Tim Hortons. No, it's probably just like some cafe in Montreal. Just miscellaneous business. Kevin from New Orleans says, "Hey y'all, this show is great. I look forward to it every month. When you're done with Oh Hot Moo or not, <laughs> can, can y'all do Who's Hot in Who's Who? I would love to hear your take on DC. So what's strange about this, Kevin, is that you sent this message in like the day after we we had like a little um, oral presentation party. Tell <laughs> <laughs> people. Well, we did. So it's not it's not it's, none of us are responsible. This was uh, our friend Chloe who set up this. She was in the hot squad. Who set up? She's not in the hot squad, but she uh, set up this uh, oral presentation party where you had to give an oral presentation on. A topic. I gave mine on who's who, and so so there was some discussion there before you sent in this message about us doing pages of who's who. We've done a couple. We've done like the cheetahs for the fire and water sampler. So we did discuss it. And there's the written version as well of the legionnaire. So it, it is read- readable if you like the legion. You can find that at the Legion of Super Bloggers under the hot tag or label. <laughs> Well, I mean, as for when we're going to end this, I mean, are you still going to be alive, Kevin? How old are you, Kevin? How much time do we have? Because, <laughs> like, I think we agree. And, like, one of the things Mike said 
when we were discussing it is like you feel like you have like a way better grasp on that stuff than on this which is kind of funny that we're doing this one instead because we have such stupid questions (laughs) 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 that maybe you would know the answer to probably not because I doubt that they're actually discussed in the actual comics anyway but I feel some of the answers would still be it's comics stop it oh absolutely (laughs) he appears once (laughs) <laughs> but Mike claims that no, he would know all the answers. Yeah. Oh. For DC Comics, I would know all the answers. The the fact is, I've never seen a comic book with the Jester in it. But the DC's <laughs> okay. the DC's Jester was a Golden Age qu- character that used to be owned by Quality Comics. That character hasn't appeared in sixty years. But I've read some of his stories. See. Okay, that so you just showing of off. <laughs> so new concept it's not who's hot and who's not it's who can Im- annoy mike most <laughs> yeah. and the subtitle is does mike really know everything mm. <laughs> uh, a final bit of business from tim price uh, about wonder woman's kangaroo just to make it better the amazon kangaroos are large enough to ride like horses i had to look up her wow. name it was jumpa Diana's Earth 2 daughter, Fury, also had a baby one named Trouble. So yes, I, Kanga and Rue are Winnie the Pooh's friends, but Wonder Woman's kangaroo is called Jumpa. I wish she would ride in the pocket. That'd be more fun. <laughs> kind of gooey in there. When I found that out, I was so disappointed. Like, it makes sense, but it's disappointing. Wait, what? It's gooey in there. It's like a, it's like a second wound. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's full yeah. of mucus. It's like oh, kind of, yeah. The kangaroo babies come out. They crawl up the fur into the pouch where it's essentially a second womb for them to it's grow a waiting room into for life. adultish. <laughs> yeah. A waiting womb. A waiting womb. That's so creepy. Yeah, I'm really sad that that's reality. Although it makes sense, but it's it's upsetting. They say humans are born like at the half mark of our gestational cycle or something. Like we technically take 18 months to be fully cooked, but our heads would be too big to be born. So we're born before, and we're basically useless for nine months. So a woman would have a baby in there for 18 months. That's <laughs> too much. Are we like kangaroos in the sense like they store we- their they store their children? <laughs> 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 they have their children in the pouch for like the rest of their gestational period or something? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Like an incubator. It's one of the reasons that the baby doesn't realize that he's not like part of his mother until like nine months. So like, he doesn't realize there are other people in the world. They should just leave the umbilical. Just walks around. You know, just like... (laughs) That's called a lotus birth, and it is uh, highly, highly frowned upon by medical professionals. (laughs) I wonder why. just dragging a baby for nine months. No, well, you leave leave the umbilical cord on the placenta until it... Like dries out or something. Oh, what? So, so you're just like dragging a placenta around. No, no, it takes like a day. And or the two. baby's not walking oh. around yet, so. <laughs> I was imagining like this takes weeks that you're just like 
hat they have a baby and then also a placenta hanging Ooh. around. Yeah. The kid it's is in third feet. grade and he has a backpack <laughs> for the placenta. <laughs> <laughs> no. yeah. My advice cut the cord. Okay. So um few last announcements. It's still fresh enough to mention that we're on Spotify. Prefer to consume your podcast that way. Just search for the show's title or convoluted bizarre title on that platform. Uh, I'm sure it's the only one. <laughs> Before we go, we have to mention also that the Fire and Water Podcast Network has a Patreon page at patreon.com slash fwpodcast. If you like the content, please think about making a one-time or monthly donation, the amount of which will allow you to unlock rewards. And supporting this show in particular gets you on the hot list and get the girls to throw custom compliments at you. Here's the list, and uh, may God have mercy on your souls. So, <laughs> let's have a compliment for Anne-Marie Bernier. She has beautiful eyes. For Monsieur Luc. He has uh, beautiful eyes. For <laughs> Mike Dinas. He has beautiful eyes. Elisa Mel. Beautiful eyelashes. <laughs> and Jean Hendricks. Oh, beautiful eyes. <laughs> That's the best eyes you've ever seen. <laughs> I was expecting that to say, yeah, he has eyes. <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming I've never met you in real life. I hope you do. We were all in a, some of us were on a chat call with Gene, among others. Yes. <laughs> Can you confirm that he has both eyes and they are beautiful? I think, yes. Yeah, he had, he had eyes. That, that much I can say. <laughs> So that's it. Issue six is, is over. We started with issues. No, we don't start with issue seven next. We have like a a, a special water a special. special where we revisit the last two issues and show what characters' uh, looks have evolved. So look for that in about a month. Ooh, it should be a chip special. Oh yeah, that's what you want. Just crunching all over the episode. <laughs> Bye. Bye. We love you. you. Leave us comments wherever you can find the podcast, whether the Fire and Water Network website, the Fire and Water Network Facebook page, or through Twitter. The hashtag is FWPodcasts, plural. We'd love to hear from you about, well, I guess these four characters and concepts, but uh, on the show in general. Until next time, be hot, don't be not. Many of the ministers were robots yesterday in the House of Commons. Stand by. <laughs> Stand by me. <laughs> Again. Stand by. Me.